welcome to the Naughty Child podcast. I'm Richard. And I'm Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. And today we are going to be looking at the year that we both became teenagers. Yeah. For me that was 1984. And for me that was 2017. Okay, so tell me about 2017. What was happening in the world back then? So, to start off in January, um, Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th President of the United States. Well, that's a great start to the year. (laughs) Um, So, he was the first person to be elected to be president who was neither a political office holder nor a military general um, because he was a businessman. Um, but he's possibly the greatest businessman that's ever existed in the whole history yes. of businessmen. Yeah, so he was obviously very, very successful as a businessman. Um, okay. And also, he uh, hosted a reality TV show, The Apprentice. Yes, the Apprentice, the American version. Um, and, yeah, not much more to say on... <laughs> But don't want to say anything well, controversial. It worked out well for him in the end, I think. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, ni- 1984 mm-hmm. is, a, is an ominous year because, mm-hmm. of course, there was a very famous novel written by George Orwell in 1948, mm-hmm. and he named it 1984. So what he effectively did yeah. is reverse the last two letters. Uh, and I remember being in um, year eight mm-hmm. in... 1984, we didn't call it year eight, then, but that's in second year in 1984. And I got into reading a lot of George Orwell mm-hmm. during that year. I remember having to do a piece of writing at school and I worked out that um, 36 years between 1948 and mm-hmm. 1984. So I thought, oh, now in 1984, if I add 36 years on to mm-hmm. where we are now, what year will it be? It took me a while to work it out that it'd be 2020. So oh. I did a piece of writing based in the year mm-hmm. 2020 when I was 13 years old. That's interesting. I didn't predict a global pandemic. Yeah, though. was it in any way accurate? <laughs> <laughs> um, another event I've got, which I remember really well, I mean, it was 2017, so it's four years ago, but that was the Grenfell Fire. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, which I think was 10th of June, no, 14th of June. I'm pretty sure it was like mid-June time. Um, yeah, 70 people died from it. Um, yeah, it was horrific, really. That um, was a really bad time. Yeah. There, there were a few bad things happened around yeah. there, didn't there? Yeah. That was the worst of them, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, and I remember, I can't remember where I was going, um, but I'm pretty sure it was with school on a trip to London. And on the motorway, we drove past. Grenfell just after it had burnt and you know they hadn't covered it up at this point and it was just it was just left there and it it was horrific um I remember at the time hearing that there'd been a fire yeah there and I thought oh that's 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 horrible Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that not many people will have Mm -hmm. died because buildings nowadays are built in a way that if there's a fire, like in the yeah. bottom flats, the people on the top floor can get out. That's yeah. that's the way things are designed. But of course, what Grenfell mm. exposed is that yeah. that wasn't the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the really shocking thing about it. Okay, 
Well, you've you've pulled out another really depressing story, Paul. Yeah. Well done there. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can beat that with 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famine in Ethiopia. Oh. I think, again, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, Live it. Aid. Yeah, and, and what it led to was mm-hmm. was amazing, really, and really changed the way people thought mm-hmm. about the world. Yeah. Um, but that was a big thing that, mm-hmm. that came up in uh, 1984. The miners' strike. Yeah. Again, I think we've talked about that in the past. Industrial action. Mm-hmm. Really, it, Mrs Thatcher's at the height of mm-hmm. her powers in that time, in her second term of office, uh, 1983 to 1987. And this was a fight that mm-hmm. she really wanted with the miners and, and wanted to win and planned it yeah. so she would win. And uh, and again, it, it um, created this sense of north-south divide mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, Everything in the north was being um, deindustrialized, and mm-hmm. all the wealth was going to the south of England, and uh, so it felt like we were in a bit of a divided yeah. country at that time. Um, in fact, there's a, a steelworks in Briley Hill shut down, mm-hmm. and in 1984, permission was granted to turn it into a retail centre, mm. which is now known as Merry Hill. Oh. So wow. I think that opened the following year. Yeah. And again, it was taking this post-industrial landscape mm-hmm. and trying to do something um, new with it. Um, then one other story that I remember really, really well from 1984 mm-hmm. is um, another standoff outside an embassy in London. Mm-hmm. So I talked about the Iranian embassy previously on the podcast. Well, this was the Libyan embassy mm-hmm. and there was a small protest outside the Libyan embassy by some people who disagreed with Libya. Yeah. And there was a, some police who were just policing the protest. Mm-hmm. And out of the embassy, a shot rang out. And one of the police officers, a woman called Yvonne Fletcher, mm-hmm. was shot dead. Oh, wow. And I recognised the name. I've, yeah. I've probably heard it on the news. And I think no one's ever been brought yeah. to justice for it because if you're inside the embassy, you have diplomatic immunity. So you can't be prosecuted. But that caused a big hoo-ha. Yeah. We are talking about the years 1984. And 2017. Those are the years when we both became 13 years old. Yeah. And... Polly, what was happening in the world of sport in 2017? So this is the only v- event that I thought was significant to talk um, talk about, which was, obviously, we've spoken about this a lot, the Women's uh, Cricket World Cup, uh, where obviously England won. Um, and so we, we've already spoken a lot on the podcast about this, and we've also spoken to Kate Cross, who watched it, and Alex Hartley, who participated in it, um, in some previous episodes, so you can check them out. We'll use this opportunity, use this as an opportunity to, to tell you about that. Um, but we were there, Polly. We were there. We were there. Uh, we saw England win, which is quite a spectacular thing to be able to witness. Um, and I think 2017 marks um, a point from which uh, women's sport and women's cricket specifically kind of took off and um yeah it has changed quite a lot for for the better 
and continues to yeah, yeah. and i think if we you know we look back in three years from now mm-hmm. we'll say you know it, it's yeah. it's even bigger yeah. um in 2024 than it yeah. is in 2020 you know, maybe um women will have an ipl um and well alex hartley spoke to us about yeah that, um and with the hundred coming up hopefully that will be another great opportunity um for women's cricket i have to say and I've said this before, probably on the podcast, yeah. that the 2017 Women's World Cup final is the number one best sporting event yeah. I've ever been to. I completely agree. I mean, it's more significant you seeing that because you've seen a lot more, um, not um, a lot more matches and competitions and things. But yeah, I definitely agree. And yet to see England lift a World Cup. Yeah. We yeah, not many people will be able to say no. that ever. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was that was a big one. Wow. Well, I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in nineteen eighty four, mm-hmm. it was an Olympic year. Yeah. And so you had the Winter Games and the Summer mm-hmm. Games in nineteen eighty four. Now I think the Winter Games are remembered quite a lot. Mm-hmm. They were in Sarajevo. Yeah. Uh, which was in a country known as Yugoslavia mm. at, at the time, and um, GB won one gold medal. That won mm-hmm. one medal, and it was gold. Yeah. And that was in ice dancing. And oh, wow. uh, the ice dancers, Jane Torville and mm-hmm. Christopher Dean, they danced to a piece of music called uh, Bolero by mm-hmm. Ravel. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, millions and millions and millions of people tuned in mm-hmm. to watch the ice dancing competition. And, you know, so the commentator will be describing they're doing a triple mm-hmm. salco, double loop. <laughs> You've absolutely no idea what yeah. these things mean. But you go, come on, get in there. Yeah. And uh, they got a gold medal at the end of it. That was very memorable. But of course, 10 years after that, mm-hmm. Sarajevo was a war zone. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the, you know, the breakup of mm-hmm. Yugoslavia and the terrible civil war that happened there. Um, and, and yeah, that's really strange. They had those really strong Olympic connections. Mm-hmm. And then just a few years down the line, the whole place yeah. was in, yeah, in the middle of a war zone. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of like Winter Olympics, I was having a conversation a few weeks ago with someone else that actually, I think the Winter Olympics are so much more impressive than the normal Olympics. Mm-hmm. Just the, the display of sport that's put on is so incredible. Like, you see them doing, um, is it the skeleton? No, oh, that is it's crazy. petrifying. And you just think, how do you get into that sort of sport? Like, it's quite... It's quite natural to get into athletics or football or something, but how like how do you get well, into like, that? Explain to listeners what skeleton actually is. It's the one you, you're essentially lying down on a tea tray, yeah, and going at about <laughs> ridiculous speeds around this like ice rink Tube. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It's. It's total madness. Yeah. And um, we've done quite well. GB's done quite mm-hmm. well in Skeleton yeah. over the previous years. I think what they've done is they've had programmes where they've targeted sprinters. Yeah. Uh, and said, you'd be really good at Skeleton mm-hmm. and got them doing it. Uh, but I remember, I can't remember the name of the person, but one person who was very successful mm-hmm. at Skeleton is now retired. Actually says she can't like walk upstairs anymore. Because wow. she had... The injuries you get yeah. doing it, well, you imagine if you crush yeah. 70 mm. miles an hour oh, in an ice yeah. tube on a tea tray, you just, uh-huh. yeah, you get quite badly injured. <laughs> yeah. So don't try this at home. No. But, um, 
uh, but yeah, Winter Olympics are, are quite good. They they are quite good. The next Winter Olympics are happening in Beijing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think they might be even later this year. Um, very good. Uh, so also, uh, football, mm-hmm. Liverpool just dominated everything in yeah. 1984. Uh, they won the uh, First Division, mm-hmm. as it was called then. They won the European Cup, mm-hmm. Champions League as it's known now. On penalties, and they had to play. Uh, they they played against Roma, mm-hmm. Italy, in the final, and the final was in Rome. So they were playing at their home oh, stadium, wow. and it went to a penalty shootout, mm-hmm. which Liverpool won, mm-hmm. and uh, they won the League Cup as well. The only thing they didn't win was the FA Cup, mm-hmm. which was won by Everton that year. Oh, so ooh, all the trophies went to the same city, mm-hmm. um, but and that Everton team mm-hmm. actually within a year they. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. They were a really, really good team, that Everton team of the mid-80s as well. Uh, then the Summer Olympics. Um, well, there were three people all won gold medals. In fact, we won five gold medals mm-hmm. in total. But the three significant people mm-hmm. that won gold medals for, for Team GB, Sebastian Coe mm-hmm. won the 1500 metres. Of course, he went on to be the organiser of the London 2012 yeah. Olympics. Daley Thompson mm-hmm. defended his decathlon uh, title and, and won it um, uh, It's in Los, Ange- Los Angeles, was the Olympics mm-hmm. in 1984. And then this young up-and-coming r- rower called mm-hmm. Steve Redgrave oh, won wow. his first gold medal in 1984. He's obviously now Sir Steve Redgrave. Now Sir Steve Redgrave and went on to win a gold medal mm-hmm. in 1988 and 1992 and mm-hmm. 1996 and in 2000 as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so five... That was the first of his yeah. five gold medals that he won at five consecutive Olympics. And the other thing that I remember about 1984 Olympics is on the last day of the athletics, you have the relay races. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, GB are brilliant at four mm-hmm. by 400 metres relay. So we had people like Chris Akabusi mm-hmm. and Phil Brown. And, you know, Phil Brown, he got knocked out in the quarterfinals of the... 400 um, metres normal. Uh, Chris Akabusi, I think, it got to the semi-final. Mm-hmm. I think no one in the team had got to the final of the 400 metres at all. So we had four kind of very average <laughs> yeah, 400 yeah. metre runners but put a baton in their hand. And, they and, they it, were, yeah. and we got silver medal mm-hmm. in the 4 by 400 metres. And just absolutely amazing. Uh, and that was always a really lovely way mm, for the, yeah. the games to, to finish. Yeah, 1984, very good year for sport. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're listening to the Naughty Child Podcast with me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. We're talking about the year that we became 13. 1984 was my year. And 2017 was my year. Well, what was music like in 2017? I know in 1984 it mm-hmm. was amazing, so I'm waiting to be impressed by 2017. Yeah, I mean, it was quite good, I think. Um... So some of like the top artists of the year, uh, Nal Horan, personal favourite of mine, Harry Styles, Liam Payne, very good year. All the one D boys. Yeah, but the uh, the artist of the year was wow. It w- it was quite an incredible year. So Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. he just dominated the charts um, because in ja- early January 
he released two songs, Shape of You and Castle on the Hill, which just like broke every record. Um, they were really, really successful all over Spotify, YouTube. Um, he was Christmas number one for that year, um, which I don't think I realised until quite recently that the Christmas number one doesn't have to be a Christmas song. Okay. I thought it was like the top Christmas song of the year, but then I realised that's not a Christmas song and people were getting it. Um, so yeah, he had a really, really good year, topped charts all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think the music was all right in 2017. Um, I wouldn't say it was my favourite, but... I think it was. I think it was okay. Well, I have heard of Ed Sheeran at yeah. first, and, and I think um, uh, at least one of those songs. I, I, yeah. I think I know yeah. it. So that's that's quite promising. That, yeah. Um, nineteen eighty four. I wonder if you've heard mm -hmm. of any of these okay. uh, uh, people. Uh, well, Band Aid, of course. Yeah. The biggest selling single yeah. in history mm -hmm. at that time uh, went to number one at Christmas nineteen eighty four. Frankie goes to Hollywood were the massive band of 1984 mm -hmm. and they had their first three singles all went to number mm -hmm. one uh, mainly on the back of the BBC banning um, their first single because um, of some explicit content mm -hmm. in it and so immediately that made it really really popular yeah. and uh, and on the back of that yeah they had three number ones and uh, so people in 1984, the, you, you, all these people, everyone, not everyone, not me, but, <laughs> but people who are cooler than me mm -hmm. would have Frankie Says t-shirts. Uh, so it would say Frankie Says Relax or mm -hmm. Frankie Says other. And, and so big, mm -hmm. baggy 1984 yeah. t-shirts with messages <laughs> from Frankie on it. Uh, that was a, a big thing. Um, Wham! Mm -hmm. in 1984, that was really, I mean, they sort of split up really at the end of that, but they yeah. had... Um, uh, Last Christmas, yeah. I Gave You My Heart. Mm -hmm. um, it was a Wham song. George Michael had Careless yeah. Whisper, yeah. which was a massive hit in the summer of 1984. And then Madonna, um. sort of, she was having her first um, mm -hmm. hit singles in 1984 mm -hmm. as well. Um, so really, really you know, big artists breaking through. Mentioned last time about German number ones. Mm, yeah. uh, so back in nineteen eighty two, there were three German acts got to number one in the charts. Mm -hmm. Well, there was another one in nineteen eighty four, Nana's ninety nine Red Balloons, which is a cheery song about nuclear war, uh, <laughs> got to number one. And then by this time, I was starting mm -hmm. to buy records myself. Oh wow! <laughs> not very many and not very often, um, but I believe that I did buy. We mm -hmm. All Stand Together by Paul McCartney <laughs> and the Frog Chorus, <laughs> which is certainly not Paul McCartney's greatest yeah. composition. Uh, I bought Ghostbusters by Ray Parker <laughs> Jr. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Um, and yeah, and I bought mm -hmm. uh, albums as well. I, I bought um, Alf by Elsa Moyo. Mm -hmm. So I was starting yeah. to just kind of I'd, I'd listened to the charts for a while, mm -hmm. but I was starting to have a, a little bit of, yeah. well, money, or asking for money to, <laughs> yeah. to go out and buy stuff of my own. This is the Naughty Child podcast, and we're looking today at the year 1984. And the year 2017. That's the year we both became 13 years old. We've looked at some of the news stories. We've looked at the sports headlines. Mm -hmm. 
we've looked at the music. I think you'll find that 1984 was miles better than yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about what uh, film and TV we were all watching yeah. in those years. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so I'm going to start off by one of my favourite films, which was released in 2017, which is Dunkirk. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure I went to see Dunkirk at the cinema. Yeah, I think it was at the Big Odeon in town. I went to go and see Dunkirk. I was really excited. Um, not just because it has Harry Styles in, but also because it's a war film. Um, and I quite like war films. And this was Christopher Nolan um, directing it. And I just think it was really well done. Um, and... Yeah, I've I've recently um watched interviews or um what's the word? Like uh not testimonies but kind of people's people's real stories of um when they went to Dunkirk um and them saying it it's quite realistic, it's very similar to what happened. Um I think it's quite important to get those accurate ac- accurate representations um out through film. So I, I really like it and it, it was very successful as well so yes I, I didn't see it at the cinema mm-hmm. uh, but the first time I saw it was with you on a ferry on a ferry <laughs> yeah which is and how many shipwrecks are there I in know. that film and to be actually at sea yeah sailing from Ireland to France yeah <laughs> uh, watching the film Dunkirk that was an interesting experience yeah. as in a, the, the ship was going yeah. up and down and up and down uh, but I was really impressed mm-hmm. with it. Um, I like the way it looks visually. Yeah. It's stunning, yeah. I think. And then the way the story interweaves, mm. I think, is is great. And I think the, there's a bit at the end where one of the characters goes to a newspaper office mm-hmm. uh, to submit a story about yeah. Dunkirk, which I just think is, is beautiful. It's yeah. just so... Um, lovely and honorary mm-hmm. yeah um i and yeah so i i love it as a film i think mm-hmm. it's i think it was really really good you know harry styles is great as well <laughs> i'm not quite sure which one he is in it but um, uh he doesn't sing does he no, no, no. um uh, but um yeah i i like that mm-hmm. well i i can't really compete with that mm-hmm. however the films of 1984 mm-hmm. um you've got beverly hills cop which is a the highest grossing film of the year and really launched the mainstream career of Eddie Murphy, who's mm-hmm. uh, a very big actor of the 80s. Ghostbusters, we've already mentioned yeah. the song. That was a huge film, yeah. again, in 1984 with uh, Bill Murray in it. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. 1984. I didn't see that at the cinema in 1984. Um, I, I saw it many years mm-hmm. later, really. Well, it felt like many years later, but I desperately wanted to mm. see it. But back in the day, we had one cinema in Preston with two screens. Yeah. Um, so you have a very short mm. window to actually see a film. And um, so I, I didn't see it for ages. Uh, Gremlins was another mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg film that was around at that time. And Karate Kid, I feel like I need mm-hmm. to mention Karate Kid as well. And I think it's in, one of the interesting things about Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and the Temple of Doom and Karate Kid, and then the following year, Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and a number of films actually around that time, is that they portray something which I don't think filmmakers today would would show or dare to show. Mm-hmm. And what what they show is a really good, lovely relationship 
between a man and a boy. Yeah. And I think nowadays it would be seen as really quite sinister. Yeah. But actually, it didn't cross anyone's mm. mind yeah. in, in 1984, you know, the, the relationship between the mm -hmm. karate kid and his mentor, mm -hmm. or the relationship between Marty McFly and Doc Brown, yeah. or the relationship uh, between Indiana Jones and Short Round, was anything but supportive mm -hmm. and brilliant yeah. and, and amazing and, mm -hmm. and something you'd aspire to yourself. Um, so part of me feels quite sad yeah. about that. Um, uh, and it feels like we've kind of, you know, even though in the 1980s there was all sorts of horrible yeah. stuff going on in the background, mm -hmm. which clearly people knew about and didn't talk about yeah. at all. And now as a society, we're much more wise to that and mm -hmm. safeguarding is really, really, really important. But it feels like actually we we can't portray those things anymore on yeah. film because they would be seen now mm. very, very differently to yeah. how they were seen then. Yeah. Um, on a very different note, actually, um, I could not um, go through this whole podcast without mentioning this TV series, which came out in 2017. And it is one of my all-time favourites, which is This Country. <laughs> it is just hilarious. Um, so to give kind of a bit of context to it, um, it's set in the Cotswolds in a tiny village. Um, and it's it's about two cousins, really, who live in this small village called Kerry and Curtin. And they, they never really say their ages, but you presume they're probably in... Like uh, their late teens, early twenties, but they just don't really have anything going on in their life. They're both unemployed, um, but they have this really good um, friendship with the vicar, who's kind of like their mentor, and is really trying to keep them, you know, on the right track. Like trying to help them. Oh, do you want to go get a job? Like we'll support you if you want to move out of the village, sort of thing. But it's kind of just them living their life, and it's a mockumentary which I did not realise watching it for the first time. I thought it was a documentary, because I, I absolutely love documentaries. And I saw it on the front of BBC, and I thought, oh, this would be really interesting to see what it's like, you know, growing up in, in the countryside, in, 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 you know, the west of England. I thought, oh, this would be really good. And I was like, what is this? Like, who are these weirdos? Then I, uh, I watched it, like, a few months later, realised it was a mockumentary, and was a beautiful piece of comedy, um, and absolutely loved it from there. Uh, but I, I just think it's done really well, and the uh, the actors who play um, Kerry and Curtin, they're brother and sister in real life, and they did all the script writing themselves. Um, and the reason they did it is because they had no money, and they had both come out of drama school, didn't have any jobs, and so they would just write together um, at, like after doing night shifts, cleaning and stuff like that, and th then they produced a masterpiece. That's a great um, story. Hey, do you think yeah. one day maybe you and one of your brothers might do something similar? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> if we're that desperate, but I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see. Hey, Polly, we've got mm -hmm. some things to clear up from our last episode yeah. as well, haven't we? So from our 1982 episode and 2015, mm -hmm we had a couple of questions. Now, one of them was about corporal punishment in school. Yes. So when were teachers finally not allowed to beat children with sticks? And the answer was, in England and Wales, corporal punishment was banned in 
all educational settings mm -hmm. in 1998. Shocking. In Scotland, it was in 2000, and in Northern Ireland, 2003. That's the year before I was born. Like that, just that about is crazy. <laughs> And then we wanted to know the name of the actress mm -hmm. that plays Kaylee Kitson in Car Share, and her name is Sean Gibson. Mm -hmm. So that's well done, uh, uh, listeners. If you got those answers right, uh, we've gone away and researched them and provided them mm -hmm. for you this week. You've been listening to the Naughty Child podcast with me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. Hey Polly, mm -hmm. this has been episode five of season three. Yeah. So tell me how it how's it going? How's our listenership looking at the moment? So we have listeners in over twenty countries. Whoa. Yeah. So I was looking at this and it it blew my mind a bit because apart from Antarctica, we have listeners in every single continent. Every continent. Every continent. Across continent. The world. Yeah. So we've we got... are global. Yeah, so our second, our, our country, which is like, has the second most amount of listeners, is the United States of America. Can I just say a big hello to our USA listeners? I'm yep. sorry if I said anything offensive about your former president <laughs> earlier in the episode. So yeah, we've got countries all across the world, Australia, New Zealand, India, South Africa, Sweden, Egypt, Chile, Canada. It is quite... Spectacular. If, if you are our listener in Chile, could you get in touch with us? Because we're really intrigued as to who you are. Yeah, because it's mad that people listen to this podcast from South America. That is very exciting. Um, so thank you for listening to this episode. Next week we'll be talking about the years 2019 and 1986. Yeah, so hope that was when we were both 15. So... For me that's very recently um so if you enjoyed listening you can follow us from whichever streaming platform you're listening from you can follow our instagram at naughty child podcast our twitter at oo child podcast and we also have a youtube channel where all the episodes are published which is naughty child podcast mm -hmm.